1320 WILS. It is Thursday, and this new study drew my attention right away, finding that chronic sleep deprivation can actually cause the brain to eat itself. Dr. Uh, Dr. Brandon Brock is with us. He's a, really an expert in brain health at Cerebrum Health Centers. Dr. Brock, it is great to have you on WILS. Hey, good day. Good to talk to you. There are these, so the, these cells in our brains, they actually clean things out. What, what are they called? Micro, microglial, is that right? Microglial. Microglial. And how do they work exactly? You know, they're the guys that kind of go around and clean up the mess after the party. So if you've had a head injury or any kind of trauma or any inflammatory event, they go around and they clean things up, and they, they kind of prune the bushes which means the connections are between one cell and the other. They'll make sure the connections are good, and they'll prune it and make sure that everything's doing well. Mm-hmm. And then there's good communication. So those guys are very important that you take care of. Them. Now, the study looked at, uh, they, they seem to behave a little more aggressively, right, if you don't sleep enough? Yeah, so what happens is they become a little bit, uh, if you picture pruning bushes, and you've got those uh, bush cutters, they get a little overzealous, and they may cut things or what we call synaptic stripping, and they may over-trim connections, and so you become disconnected, and the neural circuitry becomes damaged. Okay, and now, I mean, does it take just a little less sleep than you need to start causing this to happen, or...? Well, you know, the interesting thing about sleep is you never really catch up on it. You know, people say all the time, I'm going to catch up on my sleep. If you miss sleep, you miss sleep. If you miss sleep on a continuous basis, you start to get neurological damage. Mm-hmm. If you miss sleep for three to four days in a row, you can become psychotic. Now, is that because so, of, the, of these micro, microglial cells? Is that why you feel so bad after not sleeping, or is it something else? Well, it's a, it's, it's, there's so many biological mechanisms that deal with that. I mean, there's... You know, sleep deprivation reaches into a lot of different pockets, but it, it it really has to do with inflammation. It has to do with not replenishing certain type of growth factors. It has to do with not allowing your body to process certain things. And, I mean, okay. if you add it all together, you have somebody that can feel very, very bad if they're sleep-deprived for a long period so, of time. So what does that mean? If you miss sleep and you can't catch up on it, how how do you, I don't know, get your equilibrium back? Say that again, no? How do you get your equilibrium back? How do you get your brain back in line if if you've been depriving yourself for a long time? Well, I tell people you need 8 to 10 hours of sleep for a couple of weeks, and then you need a low-stress environment for about a month. And, you know, if somebody has, you know, been in college or done a Ph.D. or overworked themselves, and they've just been sleep-deprived for a long period of time, it's not just one night of catching up. It's time. Hmm. And so, See, you know, I, we, only, we make, I only get seven or so. Yeah, I've got my uh, Fitbit, and uh, after seven, I just wake up. I, I really, I, I can't stand bed. Does that mean I'm sleep deprived too somehow? Or? No, no, no. I don't think so because it, it really, when you look at somebody genetically, anywhere from four to eight hours. Some people require four. They call it the Margaret Thatcher gene. Mm-hmm. And then some people all the way up to eight hours. You know, they need that. But I would say when somebody's recovering they may need to try to get a little bit more sleep if they've had a time period, which is extended, where they haven't had enough time to, to really get rest. Uh, I see. Now, and part of, that is, uh-huh. part of that is this, stress with no rest. Stress with no rest, that causes the most of the damage, you're saying? Oh, it's, it's tremendous. If you want to destroy your brain, don't eat, don't exercise, 
have a lot of stress with no rest, and your brain will start to deteriorate. Dr. Brandon Brock with us. He's with Cerebrum Health Center, Cerebrum.com. And so typically when you're sleeping, what is it that the brain is doing that's so important? You know, it's repairing itself. It's taking short-term memory and storing it in the long-term memory. And then it's allowing some of your vital organ functions to kind of to kind of heal or reboot. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, uh, and, and my these microglial microglial cells uh, are they pretty much active just when we're sleeping? No, they're active all the time. But you know, some of the the waveforms in our brain, we have different waves that are oscillated throughout our brain, mm-hmm. and some of the more healing waveforms are more active while we sleep. And so when we lose sleep, we lose the time in which we can repair tissue. And if you lose that time, you lose repair. And if you lose repair, you just lose longevity. You're saying the brain isn't repairing itself when we're awake? Is that right? Well, it will, but it will differently. So your theta, your beta, your alpha waves, they may all change when you're sleeping because there's no real physical activity that you're doing while you're sleeping. So whenever you're awake, you have to do things. You have to function. You have to move. You have to think. And so your brain waves will change. But when you're sleeping, the focus is, is all really on repair and store. So if you lose that, you lose the repair and store mechanisms. Hmm. And what? Um, and when you see things like... Uh like Alzheimer's, how much of that do you think is damage that happens because of not sleeping enough? Well, I, you know, there's so many genetic factors and environmental factors that are involved in Alzheimer's disease. Nobody's pinned it on one thing yet. Okay. I would say it's a piece of it. I mean, there's a lot of people that have stressful jobs, stressful lives. They don't sleep, and they have terrible lifestyles, and I think that contributes to it. I don't think it's all of it, but I think it contributes to it. Maybe it starts earlier than it should or it progresses faster than it should. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're talking about a way to keep a brain healthy, yeah, get some sleep, get some rest, lower your stress, and there's a good chance you're going to feel better yeah. and not lose your faculties as fast. Hey, I'm curious because I don't drink caffeine regularly, but when I do, I, I definitely feel like I don't, I've slept differently. I don't feel... As, uh, as refreshed. What, what, what do you think yeah. is going on there? Well, there's a lot of people that have adrenal, you know, your adrenal glands that make adrenaline, right? If for some reason your adrenal glands are overactive or underactive, if you have a lot of caffeine or stimulants, a lot of times what happens is those adrenal glands don't function well. And so if you make too many stress hormones, they're not enough. It's a kind of a balance. Mm-hmm. Then what happens is your brain suffers tremendously, especially the area that stores short-term memories. It's called your hippocampus. And so if your catecholamines or your stress hormones are not appropriate, that part of your brain will be damaged or suffer, and it can promote neurodegenerative disease. Okay. So hmm. some people just simply don't do good with, with stimulants that are that harsh. It's interesting because I, sometimes I imagine that if you're under stress, you'd sleep more deeply because, in a sense, you've exerted a lot more energy. Well, why does it not work that way? Well, you'd be surprised because some people that are under stress, they have repetitive thoughts, and those repetitive thoughts keep them awake. And so when that happens, they get insomnia. So we find sometimes people that are under stress sleep terrible. Some people that are under stress, they can't get out of bed because they're depressed. Right. And so it's all just kind of a matter of perspective of how your brain is functioning. But 
we find typically the people that are under tremendous stress, they sleep terrible. Right. And when they sleep terrible, it just compounds the, the effect from the stress. Is that, from what you're saying, though, it sounds like insomnia is enormously damaging to the brain, then. Is that correct? Oh, I, I, I would tell you right now that if you're not sleeping, you need to figure out a way to sleep. Because there's two, you know, everybody always asks me, what's the take home message? Well, look, I could tell you a million things. Um, and, and, and I'm writing these things down as I go, as I go through my, you know, my career. Mm-hmm. But two things that I would tell you right now is you have to sleep and you have to exercise. And then the third thing I would tell you is if you, if you can possibly alleviate some stress from your life, you need to eliminate it. I call it just drama eliminators. So you're saying sleep so and exercise you, are of equal importance to the brain? No, absolutely. I mean, you need to exercise yourself to exhaustion and and really push your body. Okay. And then you need to sleep and let it recover. And then in the middle of the day, you need to lower your stress if you can. I mean, everybody's going to have stress, so it's not realistic to say have none. But if you can eliminate things voluntarily, please do not bring them on as a way to just go through life. But insomnia is not just, can, it's not stress, right? And that can just be someone who can't sleep properly. Is that it? Oh yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that can cause insomnia. Yeah. Anything from low blood sugar to high stress to just, you know, you've got bad thoughts on your mind, yeah. but whatever the case may be, you need to see a healthcare practitioner to get some sleep, yeah. even if that requires medication. And, and even on medicated sleep, you're doing your brain good. You're saying, well, I mean, I would say yes, because while you're in sleep, you're changing brainwave activity. It, sleep medication is not something I want somebody to stay on forever, obviously. But, right. you know, if you're on two and a half or three days of no sleep, you've got to go to bed. Yeah. So, you know, there's times where we have to, you know, make people go to go to sleep, right. because if we don't, they're right. just going to lose it. Exactly. Dr. Brandon Brock with Cerebrum Health Centers. Dr. Brock, thanks. You bet. I always love being on your show, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy. We'll be back tomorrow. Good night.